Brock Heward, Brock and Salk on Seattle Sports 710, joins us courtesy of Elite Sportsbook. You guys okay in Seattle? You know you have to draft a quarterback now, right, right, Brock? Do you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At the DMAC school of thought. Oh, yeah. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Dude, you did, you, you, the, the, <laughs> the, the bullets you dodged. Mm. I'm telling you right now, you got the number five overall pick. How old's Gino? Ooh, how old is Gino? Ninth year, maybe 32, 31, yeah. 32. Average I mean, he's, got, he's got three years left to play. At- <laughs> I'd, I'd sign him to a three-year, oh. $70 million deal. Give him $20 million plus per. And draft Will Levis. I guess. I, I don't. I Every time I watched him, I thought Blaine Gabbert. Whatever, dude. You cannot choose. I, just, when, you, when, when do you think you guys are going to be back at the number five pick? Hopefully never. Oh, that's right, dude. So well, who here- can we swindle in the next trade? <laughs> <laughs> what sucker can we find out oh there? Oh, my God, you're making me laugh. <laughs> um, <laughs> what what traits do the teams that, well, the average age of quarterbacks in the, the Elite Eight is 25.3. So just let's. Or let's, Stetson Bennett's age. Well, the funny part is two quarterbacks are two years younger than Bennett. Yep. With with um, Purdy and with Lawrence. Two years young. Crazy. Crazy. You know, usually people, geez, how long can I do this joke? Usually people in college that long are doctors. You know, I just, <laughs> uh, I've used it like nine times now. Yes. Maybe maybe I'll let that go. Uh, um, what? No, it is. It's, it's, a, it's a, you look at the final eight here. Seven of the eight are offensive-minded coaches. Obviously, in the AFC, you have first pick, first pick, first rounder, first rounder. The NFC is a little different story, right? Jalen Hurts. Very different story. Mid-second round. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. You kind of go through that list. It's a little mm-hmm. bit, a little different animal. But, yeah, yeah I, I we chatted with Pete on Monday, and he could not have been more crystal clear. They made concessions defensively. And when Shelby Harris, who's a good player, he's a pro, but he's mm-hmm. not, a di- not a difference maker. <laughs> no kidding. He stands and when there, he, he was one of up. your best in your D-line and front seven, yeah, they they're gonna. Oh my God, you're gonna talk yourselves into it. I I yeah, well, I've I don't even know what to say, dude. I don't even. I've, if you can't learn from history from the Broncos, it's your own damn fault. Yeah. If you're about to take your equivalent of Bradley Chubb rather than a quarterback, have fun, dude, because it's but, over. But what if that QB oh was? I know, I know. Oh my gosh, Lord. I know you're wound up today. I got you. I feel, I feel you're. I don't even today. care. Go ahead and make the mistakes. We need some bad things to happen to the Seahawks. Why do I give a crap? But, I don't. But, but you have in Geno Smith a very, a, a very good player, right? Cool. I mean, I, I, cool. I mean, this year numbers wise and and what he did and and playing every single snap. You realize he was the only QB in the NFL that played every snap of every game for his team this year. Uh, okay, who cares? But yeah. all right. And, you know, he's, he's a guy that uh, if you build a team around him, Jalen Hurts, if you build a team around him, Brock Purdy, oh my if, God. if you build a team around him, how does he, how, do, how can you not watch what's going on in the league right now and say, yeah, okay, if you, if you think a guy is special, and listen, if they had the number two or three pick, which it was trending there for a little bit until the freaking Arizona Cardinals and Colts fall off a cliff and the Broncos win their final game, mm-hmm. I, I would go all in on Bryce Young. I love that guy. I think he's a difference maker. Dude, you're at five. Make some trades. Move up. 
Well, uh, unfortunately, Indy, Houston, some of the others that are going to be sitting there are going to uh, are going to get I, him. Listen, I already get it. You talk uh, to Pete; he wants defense. You're going to make a stupid. And mistake. I'm not going to reach for see. I'm not going to reach for Will Levis because I think cool. he's Blaine Gabbert. And why? Why would yeah. I leave a difference making elite you know, game record? Go for it. <laughs> Go for it. Enjoy being knocked out in the first round again next year too. <laughs> Enjoy it. You are so salty. <laughs> I'm, I, so salty. I mean, I'm not blind. I can, and I don't care. So I, I'm giving you kind of a hard time. No, I can tell. No, I can tell you don't care at but, all. But you're, you guys are just justifying stupidity up there. So, <laughs> all right, that's good. But I do want to ask you a question. I'm glad that you have time yeah. on this snowy day to, to stick around on the other side. The the um, I, I want you to tell me. Here's the challenge. Tell okay. me the quality that the teams that are remaining in the playoffs have that the Broncos don't. And more with Brock Heward coming up next. You're listening to The Drive with Super Bowl 50 champion Derek Wolf and D-Mac on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. A photograph. Picture of Passion Killer. Too much. Only one. I want to touch. Oh! You know what I'm saying, Brock? Hope you. Come on now. Can I give you a little uh, Def Leppard trivia? Sure. This was produced by Mutt Lang. Yes. Who is married to who? Oh, 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 oh. Uh. Yep, yep, yep. I just watched her documentary. I think they're divorced, but you know what? They are divorced. Yeah. Uh, they are. They got divorced. It's too bad. Shania Twain. Yep. Ah? Do you want a little family trivia? Sure. Yeah, Gigi and Papa, my in-laws. Yeah. Second time I've told this story today. I was telling Salkit this morning because we were playing Shania. Uh, yeah, father-in-law had a crush. Mother-in-law didn't mind that they named their boat Shania. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, name the, the name of the boat was Shania back in the day. I saw Shania in concert a few times, That's and yeah. Great. So there you go. Remember the Newhart show? Barely, barely. Suzanne yeah. Plachette was his wife, Bob Newhart's wife. Suzanne Plachette dated my dad. Wow. So my mom was a runner-up. Gotcha. To Suzanne Plachette. Okay, we got it. I, um, I thought about your question. I wrote it down. I put. I, I, does, does Wolf ever put out a notepad and pen? Because I got I got some notes oh, for you. Only if he can bow hunt it. <laughs> <laughs> no, what do you got? Uh, so you ask me a question right before break. Go yep. ahead. The question is, what what do these teams have in common that the Broncos don't? That are in the playoffs right now. Yeah, freak shows at the line of scrimmage. Uh, and in particular, the defensive mm. line. When the Broncos won your world championship, it mm-hmm. was with a with a Peyton that was not the Peyton that I played with. That's Physically fair. pretty compromised for neck surgeries. Uh, but they had freak shows on that D-line. And we spend so much time. And I included, you obviously do, D-Max, since I moved here and I listen to your show a ton, driving around in the afternoons. Appreciate it. We are so focused on the quarterback. And I get it. It's the easiest. Everyone judges it. Everyone can see it. Everyone has their own opinion on a quarterback. A lot harder to evaluate defensive linemen and to keep your eye on a defensive lineman and not on a football during a TV broadcast. But if you look at the the dependency level, right? We were just talking about this on our show this morning out in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And obviously a running back, a receiver, your own line, they're, they're dependent on your QB being competent. 
It, it totally dependent on your QB elevating their play and making them better and getting the ball out of their hands as a quarterback and protecting your linemen, right? Getting the ball on time and rhythm with accuracy to your wide receivers, having a, a balanced offense so you don't have numbers to stop a run game. Nearly everybody offensively is dependent upon the play of that quarterback. We don't spend one one-hundredth of the time talking about the dependency that linebackers and corners and safeties have on those defensive linemen. That when they can't do their job, mm-hmm. it affects everybody else. So when you want a Super Bowl, I believe DeMarcus Ware and Von Miller were there. They were. I'm looking at Kansas City with Frank Clark and Chris Jones. Now, obviously, Vaughn is hurt in Buffalo, and yeah. he felt that, I think, a little bit last week. Yeah. Jacksonville has drafted nothing but freak shows up front. Philadelphia is loaded with freak shows up front. Bosa and Armstead are unblockable in San Francisco. Dexter Lawrence was the reason why they beat Minnesota. And their whole and Leonard Williams. And Dallas has got freak shows for days there, too. Are you, are you uh, talking specifically about pass rushers or interior yes. guys? I'm talking about four guys i'm talking about four both run and pass four that beat five the most simple arithmetic that you can that i talk about in nearly every broadcast i do but when those four whip your five in the run game in the pass game and get home you win and the new york giants beat tom brady in the super bowl and the tampa bay buccaneers beat the raiders and rich gannon in the super bowl and uh, the denver broncos beat cam newton in the super bowl when your five beat your four beat those five run or pass you win and yes you can focus on one side and say huh look at all these coaches seven of the eight remaining coaches in the playoffs all offensive minded guys yeah yeah and, and that's true but seven of those eight and I, I don't know enough about Cincinnati, though they, they are not normal on their D-line. They're definitely above average. So, But seven of the eight, I can name right there, have difference makers galore that make everyone's job better. All right, help me out then. How do yep. you have a 27-point lead and you have Joey Bosa and you lose? Criminal. Criminal. <laughs> Criminal offensively, and they fired Criminal. their coordinator because of it. Yeah. Criminal that you can't run the ball at all. <laughs> right. I mean, it, that was that was embarrassing, and it and it took everything you know, lay, play after play after play to to look at those, just like Atlanta in a Super Bowl. How how, how do you? Possibly... I don't know. Here's why I don't know. Even if you get the ball four times, Brock, you're up twenty seven, right? And I know I know Jacksonville scored before the end of the first half, but whatever. You were up twenty seven. How many more times are you going to touch the ball? Five times, maybe, possessions? Yeah, you have about 10, 11 possessions in a game. Yeah, so how do you not manufacture three first downs? Yep. That's all you need to burn up five minutes of clock is three first downs. Correct. That's it. Yep. How do you not figure that yep. out? Even if you don't score, who cares? Yeah, I, mean, you- I, I know Herbert had sore ribs, but honestly, it's in those moments, and I've said this and we talked about it a lot with Russell, and frankly, the last couple weeks, under a little better just leadership, a new set of eyes. They yeah. started to utilize Russell in that way. Herbert's a great athlete. He can run. Okay, how, how you how you could develop no run game there to balance out Keenan Allen and their other weapons? It just yeah, it was well again. That's why unfortunately the OC is left looking for new work, and will probably interview with the Jets like Mr. Hackett did today. Do you think a mediocre or even slightly above average quarterback? And I get it for Seattle's sake. Geno Smith had the I mean, what did he finish? Seventy percent completion percentage, sixty nine point eight. Who's counting? Okay. I don't know, man. I mean, okay. I mean, is that where the Seahawks fell short against the Niners? 
No, he was 9 of 10 in the first half. You're ahead 17, 16 going in at halftime. Played a phenomenal game, was not overwhelmed, and you give up an eight-minute drive to begin the second half. Was it pass rush then? I mean, because I'm looking. Well, they couldn't. They couldn't yeah, they, I mean, Bosa and Armstead, that defensive line, that crew, they just they, they couldn't block them. Couldn't block them in all three matchups consistently enough. So do you believe in Randy Gregory? I think Randy, yeah, I think he's a good player. When you do? So you I believe in him? I would not have given him what George Payton gave him last year, uh-huh. but I think he's a talented guy and with the right kind of culture and people around him. But, man, that injury history is real, and the lack of uh, just being a dur- durable and reliable is real. And you finally get to some point where you just say, yeah, can't count on him. But his talent, and even last year when he was on the field and the impact that he had in games, yeah, I, 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 think, he's a, I think he's a real dude. How do players look at other players that can't stay healthy? Feel bad for him, or do you feel like, mm, sorry, dude, nice enough, but I think that depends on whether or not it's traumatic injuries or soft tissue because you're up all night and you don't take care of yourself. Right, you're a pro. So the, uh, the the pros know, the guys know, the guys in that locker room know, the pros know that. Yeah, I mean, you break your your arm, you tear your knee, you have some traumatic injury in game. Yeah, you, there there's a, a sense of grace, and if it continues to happen, then people are. I mean, I feel legitimately bad <laughs> that you can't keep yourself healthy. But you have a quad, you have a hamstring, you have a calf, you have a groin, you have just consistent soft tissue injuries. You're wondering about their diet. You're wondering about self-medication. You're wondering about their sleep. You're wondering mm-hmm. about them just being a pro and, and being you know reliable and available and, and you know, being trustworthy in that way. I want you to um, close your eyes and take yourself back to when you were an 18-year-old whippersnapper, the, the star of Washington football. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting in a meeting room at UW. I mean, you are, you're the man. And this guy comes into the meeting room. When I say stand tall, okay, I want you bouncing out of your seat and stand tall. When I say stand tall, get your ass up. Stand tall. Sit your ass back down. Stand tall. Oh. We come. We come. Raise the goddamn roof. Raise the roof. We come. We come. We come. We come. If them Colorado buses show up, and 60 minutes of hell coming with it. 60 minutes of hell coming with it. The time is now, man. The time is now. <laughs> dude, it's, it's January, dude. It's, it's the first team meeting. Sit up. Sit down. Shake it all about. Do the hokey pokey. Turn oh, yourselves I, around. I sent that to Clat. Don't worry. I sent that to Joel. <laughs> He said he's in too deep. He's all in. Uh, hey, man, can, can, can you imagine if you're you, right, Mr. Uh, football, Mr. Washington uh, football, uh-huh. and you just said, I'm just going to sit yeah. down, Coach. Mm-hmm. I'm really, I'm just sitting yeah. down. I got you, Coach Brewster. I got you. Yeah. Yep. That's Coach Brewster. I know that fella. You know, he did TV for a little bit. Sit down. Year, stand up. Year. Simon <laughs> says, touch your nose. Does that crap work, dude? Uh. <laughs> Does that work? <laughs> Well, I mean, we all loved Dan Campbell in Detroit and Hard Knocks, did we not? I thought I mean, it was ridiculous, but it did. It, did, it turned out like it worked. But you just, but he didn't talk to guys like that. I mean, I think what Dan Campbell did, as far as just, hey man, we're all in this together, and we're going to bite kneecaps, and we're going to rip. And if a leg gets ripped off, we're going to keep going. <laughs> right. But it wasn't Dan Campbell, <laughs> right? Telling Panay Sewell, when I say stand up, stand up. 
You know, like what? What are we? What are we doing? I mean, were, were we closing getting toothbrushes and getting in our drawers and, and cleaning up the mess tent? I mean, what, what, what are we doing here? Did you see Colorado's schedule came out today? All the Pac-12 oh, schedule came out it today. It's brutal. Ooh, Nebraska, St- TCU. Dude, if they're, <laughs> I mean, they better be one and five because they better be CSU. But okay, it, can I give you a real quick story? Sure. We were up in uh, Boulder like a week and a half ago. Yeah, uh, one of our old teammates plays up there. Women's basketball, great little player. Oh, that's watching awesome. him play, and it was super fun. And Yep, Coach Prime uh, came up a few rows behind us in, yeah. the, in the parents' section, sitting there. And as you can imagine, everybody and their mother going up and, and glasses on everything. So my son, Titus, says, hey, can I go, should I go get a picture with him? I'm like, go ahead, bud. Yeah. you want one? Sure. So he goes up to him. He's saying, hey, Dion, can I get a picture? And Dion said, call me Coach Prime. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I got a great follow for everybody. And I'll give his son credit, Dion Jr. Uh-huh. So in his videos, and he does videos every day, there is a, there is a video I came across where the, the Dion's talking to Dion Jr. And he's like, yeah, he didn't grow. And De- Dion Jr.'s like, I'm 5'7", couldn't do it. You know, it's like, yeah, my kid didn't grow. So now he's walking around with the camera. And then you look at Shador. I mean, Shador, I mean, boy, he looks like a real quarterback, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm laughing. Listen, I get it. You need a reset. You won one game. Stand up, sit down. I mean, good luck. You got TCU, Nebraska, CSU. And who are they playing? Oregon mm. and USC, Caleb mm. Williams. Let's go. Stand up, sit down. Coach Chase Caleb is walking into the end zone. I think Go that's down. a. I think whenever Wolf gets in, I think that's the. I think that's the game you play today. Stand Listen, up, sit down. That's right, Wolfie. Listen, this was coming your way today. Oh, okay, you're a newbie. You're new in this media deal. That's how we're going to do it. These college coaches, Brock. I hope your daughters are doing all right, man. I've had my taste of these college coaches with my kid playing college sports. Yeah, they are. They 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 are in a parallel universe to the rest of reality. Mm-hmm. These college coaches. It's uh. <laughs> Can you imagine a coach having that attitude in the NFL or even in high school? Maybe in high school, I guess, maybe. But can you imagine no. a coach in a team room in the NFL saying, stand up, sit down? Uh, nope. Are you kidding me? Not going to happen. Thank you, Brock. Always fun, D-Mac. Have a great Wednesday, bud. Brock Heward, Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports 710, courtesy of Elite Sportsbook.